one of the coolest things and my dad pointed this out to me when he was visiting is that in Landerbar, all these people hang out in the same place. It's the same watering hole and you have conversations together and you talk uh, with people you normally wouldn't talk to. And I've had a lot of really cool conversations with people in the Lander Bar that are, you know, people who I disagree with about a lot of things ideologically, but like we've gotten to know each other and gotten to be friends um, because quite frankly, you can be friends with basically anybody. Everybody has things in common. Yeah. So I would say that the vibe in Lander is like a very diverse vibe for a town of 7,000 especially, you know? Everybody, <laughs> good to see you again. Welcome to Dear Lander, purely Land Diego podcast. I'm Jordan. I'm Amara. Today we have a very, very special guest, Carl Cody. Yeah. What's up? Hello. Dude? We're so stoked to talk to you. I'm stoked to be here. Yeah. Also, it's cool that we get to talk for the first time and it's going to be recorded. So this is, yeah. like, this is where friendship starts. Yes. Oh my. I, I didn't even think about that. I hope. Yeah. Like, I hope we, so too. This is like history of the making right here. Yeah. I'm a fan. Me too. I've been following the photography for a while. Thank you. And I feel like I've never, I don't know if I've, I, yeah, I've never like shook your hand or met you or like, I don't know. I can't even, I don't know if I've ever seen you around town, dude. So this is great. This is wonderful. Yeah. Um, agreed. Likewise. Well, and I have seen you around town yeah. because we're all at the same events, but yeah. also a big fan of your photography. Thank you so much. I love when you come up in my feed. I'm like, <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. Show me more. What were you doing? Where were you at? What is your favorite thing you've shot so far being here? Here for yeah. two years. Hmm. Favorite thing I've shot so far. It's always fun when sports teams win big games. Yeah. That's really exciting. Um, like when the swim team, like the swim team at this point is kind of expected to win, you know? Uh, but being there for that is always really fun because they just dominate so hard. Yeah. And it's like, it just doesn't happen with any other sports, like anywhere, really. And they're always so humble. So it's, it's just really fun to be around that. Rodeo stuff is really fun to shoot too. I, I have shot one rodeo yeah. one time when yeah. I worked for Central Wyoming College. And it was the most fun I've ever had taking photos. Yeah. Did I just see that you just got, like, whacked at the rodeo? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Tell us about this. Yeah, it wasn't, like, a huge thing. I just thought it was funny because I rarely take out my phone to take videos. But uh, I was really close. I get close a lot of the times. I think it makes better pictures if you can get close to people doing stuff, especially that's, like, intense, like, rodeo. You know, if you're mounting the bronc or the bull in the, in the pen and you're getting ready to get let out, like, people are, like, jacked and, like, yeah. you know? So I was up really close, and it's kind of always a little weird because the guys who are around there are like, who's this guy? What are you doing with this camera, you know? Yeah, they, sometimes they don't even know I'm there. I don't think these guys knew I was there. I was kind of just like up in there with my, with my camera. And I took my phone, too. I was like, this would be kind of cool if I could get a little video of it, too. And uh, some rope that was attached to the bronc or something, like, got ripped away and, like, came back and just, like, slapped my phone and, like, turned it off, like, as I was filming. So it wasn't like I got, like, hurt or anything, but... <laughs> they made it for a funny video though because yeah. it was just like Beep. you could see the thing come back and it was just like it's done. <laughs> like, cool, cool, cool. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, no, no pain involved. It was just kind of like okay, I'm stepping back now. <laughs> so, where are you from originally? Indiana. Well, it's a long story, uh, but yeah, I'm from Indiana originally. I was born in Bloomington, where Indiana University is. Bloomington's sick. Have you been? I have been. Oh yeah. I have a friend uh, who's from. Lander, shout out Christina Martinson. 
moved to Indianapolis and then we drove to Bloomington with one of her friends and we kind of walked around campus and we went to a bunch of different places and I'm also a huge like uh, Jag Jaguar fan because like Bon Iver and all oh, yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Bloomington's amazing. It was an awesome little community. Yeah, it's uh, a lot of people. I mean, I'm obviously biased because I was born there and my parents lived there for a long time, but people say it's like the quintessential college town in the US, you mm. know, like the campus is very beautiful. It's got limes, huge limestone buildings with a limestone source from there because there's quarries like all around, it's kind of the Southern Indiana oh, damn. thing. Okay. So that, like a lot of the limestone is from there and yeah, it's just beautiful. The leaves turn colors in the fall. It's like- We were there in October place. and it was amazing. Oh, yeah, that's so the cool. time. Indiana isn't Wyoming, so you have to treasure all the beauty you can, you know. <laughs> I've heard it's a little flat there. I haven't actually been to Indiana, but... Yeah, there's there's not a whole lot going on. Southern Indiana is rolling hills and, like, beautiful yeah. forests and stuff, but, you know. Well, Bloomington was... It was very cool, and the yeah. campus was, was really neato. Um, and I'm not, like, a fan of the Indiana basketball team, but I kind of, like, root for Indiana a little bit, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. Just because of my trip to Bloomington. And yeah. I enjoyed it. Yeah, and there's a big history there, too. You know, there's a lot of really diehard Indiana basketball fans, even though they haven't been good since like, there was like a little run in the 2000s and like the 90s, they were pretty good. And the whole Bobby Knight era was like, you know, Indiana basketball was like a huge thing. There's a movie Hoosiers about it. They haven't been like good, good in like a long time, but people there are diehard Indiana <laughs> basketball fans. It's like, that's sick. The thing, yeah. So I was raised an Indiana basketball fan. And so like, did, when did you start photography and like what was growing up in Bloomington like, like in a college town like that? Um, so I only lived in Bloomington for like three years when I was born, but then mm -hmm. I grew up, we had a little stint in Texas for like two years. My dad got a job there and then I moved back to Indianapolis. So I grew up in Indianapolis from like five to I guess like 18, like the end of high school. And I guess, so photography got started because of my dad. He was a photographer before I was born. Yeah. Um, sort of did it like freelance, uh, made some money doing that. He always had other jobs kind of, but really talented photographer. I think when I was born, it sort of, maybe didn't kill the dream, but like put it on pause because uh, when you have a kid, you need to make more money and wasn't really paying the bills, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, he, he kind of put that on hold, but when I was in high school or like maybe like middle school age, he got back into photography um, shooting for IndyCar, which is cool. obviously in Indianapolis. Yeah. Um, he had some friends there and he started shooting for the track. So he ended up, traveling around the country, going to different races while he was still a salesman because that's what he did for my whole life. And then I guess, yeah, I got into it in high school, sort of like around the same time he got back into that. And I was shooting on film because that's, I graduated high school in like 06. Yeah, we had a dark room and like we learned how to dodge so and burn, fun. you know, buying rolls of film. So like every shot count, every shot counted. Yeah. Um, which is not how it is now, but it's a mm -hmm. interesting perspective to have. Um, it's like Christmas to like shoot a roll of film and then you like oh, yeah. get it developed or I get, I wish I was like Willie Ratz is so cool cause he'll develop his own film. And I think may will too sometimes, but, uh, I'll send it to the dark room in Missoula and it's like Christmas getting it back and, and like not so knowing fun. what you're going to get. Yeah. And some of them are like, get the goofiest things some of them suck. Yeah. And some, some of them are like, wow, that's so sick. Yeah, for yeah. sure. It, it, there is an element of like surprise and you just you're way more conscious when you press the shutter i think mm. when you're using film and I, I haven't used film i'll admit i haven't used film in like a long time yeah i had a film camera like for fun maybe like five years ago and i took like two rolls on it and they're still saying <laughs> i'm <Yeah>. still finding <laughs> rolls from like 
2004, yeah. you know, that I just Are never you, got developed. Really? I'm like, you know, I should probably do that. And yet they're still sitting there. But like, yeah, you know. But there's just, probably some cool stuff on there, right? Yeah, you know? I don't even, it's probably like camp stuff and like, you know, like things yeah. that like I totally forgot about. Yeah. But yeah, but that's just how it happens with film, I feel like. It's true. Can film expire? Oh, definitely. When, if you've shot the roll of film, it like can still expire? Yeah. Dang. Yeah, what, how sure. long does it take until like something can expire? I'm not sure, to be honest. I'd assume like um, there are different degrees of expiredness, you know? Mm. Like a roll that's maybe like five or ten years old is probably good to go, but as it gets older than that, I'd imagine. Like, My 2004 rolls. There's probably sick. I think this has inspired me. Yeah. I should take those and get I think it would still develop, you know? Yeah. It might like look kind of funky, but it could look cool too. Yeah. You know? I really don't I know do anything it. about film. Like, I'm a professional photographer. No, nothing yeah, about right. film, really. I just learned, right. I learned how to shoot on it when I was, like, 17. Yeah. And, yeah. So what were you interested in taking photos of? Like, what? Yeah. Well, initially, I think I saw photography as, like, kind of like an art form. And I've always been really bad at drawing or, like, even my handwriting is, like, awful. Um, I have no talent as far as being, like, a painter or sketching that kind of art. Um, so I thought it was fun to try to make art out of things that were already beautiful, you know, mm. or yeah, just like kind of, it takes away the motor skills that you have to have with your hands with other kinds of art. So I think initially I was shooting things like city stuff in Indianapolis or, um, landscape stuff in like national parks or things like that. I lived in LA for a lot of my twenties and I sort of, when I was in my early twenties, I thought I might try to become a professional photographer. I lived in Venice Beach and I would go down to the skate park and I would shoot skateboarders. Um, like people I didn't know, but I would kind of like get up in there and like try to get cool wide angle shots of people skating. Sweet. It was just really, really fun. And the light down there is so good and it's kind of a one of a kind place. Like tourists show up there just to hang out and watch people shred. And like there's a, there's always a pecking order there of like people who were like really, really good, who were kind of just like going around and like doing their thing and like they're not performing for me with my camera. They're just like doing what they do, mm -hmm. and it's fun to shoot, which is like. Are know. most people were most people chill with you like, um, shooting them on to, like while skating or any of that? Yeah, I'd say like people are pretty psyched when you're taking photos of them because, like, they want the photos, you know, uh -huh. and like you can just send there's them a over. whole yeah you can just send them over and back back then too. Well, I kind of had a, a lesson in being a photographer. Um, this kid who was skateboarding, like one of the better people at the park, I got some cool photos of him and he just took my photo off Instagram and like, he didn't even ask for it. He just took it off my Instagram page okay. and like they blew it up and put it on like the front of a store in downtown LA. Oh no. That was sponsoring him. And like nobody asked me. And like, oh, so give you the shower. Huh? Yeah. I found out cause a friend of mine like, was walking downtown and walked past the store and this photo was blown up really huge. And he was like, is that your photo? And I was like, yeah. <laughs> oh, that sucks. Yeah. I mean, cool, and it sucks. Yeah, yeah. Too. Which is exactly you know? my thought, because I was like, oh, it's so cool they like the photo, but also, like, you don't own that, you know? Yeah, like, no, for sure. Yeah. Something you have to deal with as a pro, pro photographer, or a photographer, you don't have to be pro even. It's like, yeah. everybody who takes photos owns the photos, so... Yeah, I called my dad up that day, and I remember talking to him, and he was like, well, this is part of the gig, dude. <laughs> You're like, oh, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. I was like, oh, it feels bad. So I, yeah, I wrote the guys and, um, yeah, we talked about it and they apologized and I was like, whatever, it's, it's cool. 
but yeah don't do it again yeah, yeah. come on yeah <laughs> I mean at least give you cred for it you know like yeah. in the least go yeah, through exactly. the can of spray yeah. paint I know bye Carl yeah Cody Codyology <laughs> at Codyology <laughs> yeah yeah that was in like 2013 or 14 probably but yeah that was it kind of started as like yeah taking photos of skateboarding and I guess like I went to Joshua Tree a lot back then um, which is one of my favorite places. It's just a really weird looking like desert and Martian environment with these weird rocks and people like to go out there and just hang out, hike around. It's, it's sort of, it's one of the weirder national parks, I think. Mm, for yeah. sure. Have you guys ever been? I've never been, but it's on my bucket list. <clears throat> yeah. I've never been to Joshua Tree, but I've heard it, uh, compared a little bit to like Big Bend and I really mm-hmm. enjoy Big Bend. I've never been to Big Bend, but I've heard the same thing. I've seen photos and it looks like, yeah, he's weird, like huge bulby rocks. Very underrated. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. West Texas is very underrated. It's like, except Marfa, I guess a lot of people know about Marfa, but it's like Wyoming kind of, and it reminds me of Wyoming in a way. Does it? Say. Yeah, more than like, well, my fiance and I lived in Austin for a year and did AmeriCorps there. Oh, yeah. And it's like Western Texas is more like Wyoming than like, like, I feel like East Texas was like, like the South kind of, you know, yeah. it, it could be like five different states. Yeah, um, it's huge. Yeah, where, where were you in Texas? I lived in Denton, right north of Dallas. Oh, for sure. UNT is. Yeah, it is two years. My first memories are all there, like... <laughs> I but my first memory actually that I can think back to is me being in the in the bathroom. I was like three probably, and I was in the bathroom by myself for some reason. And I I just remember seeing an electrical outlet and like wanting to stick my finger in it. <laughs> nice. <laughs> and like and I could like. like <laughs> My mom, I can hear my mom's voice because, you know, your mom's like, never do that. Like, don't ever put your finger in there. And I was like, but what would happen, you know? And I remember seeing my finger and being like, figuring out really fast what happened. No way did you, you got electrocuted? Yeah, yeah, I was fine, but like, it was, you know, (laughs) woke me up, created my first memory that I have today. Oh my God, that's so good. (laughs) Yeah. My first memory is also pain. Is it? Is it really? I fell into the wood-burning stove. Before oh. Tor was born, I was, like, playing with a fire truck. Uh, Near the fire, because that makes sense. And the wood, yeah, I, like, just, like, fell back into it and burned, like, part of my back, I think, and my both my hands. And I remember that. <laughs> yeah. So, so some, yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Not going to not remember that. Yeah, and I also remember, and, like, my next memory is having chicken pox. Mm-hmm. around the same time oh and being in that bathtub in that bathroom just being like so itchy like into the tub like no oh. <laughs> oh. and then actually yeah. in my my third memory that i have from that is fire ants like figuring out what fire ants were because i was like a three-year-old playing around in the dirt and just getting eaten Damn. oh and they hurt too yeah. they, <laughs> they really bite burn a lot of like fucking around and finding out yeah, yeah. memories yeah. <laughs> Love yeah that's true those are like yeah okay so venice beach um, when did you kind of make the transition or like, did you think you wanted to spend more time in Venice beach or like, how did Lander get on your radar? I guess mm, I got into rock climbing eventually. Mm, cool. Um, so I was doing the community college thing when I lived in LA and I was sort of like trying to figure out what I wanted to do with my life. I was in my mid twenties. Um, and a lot of my friends already had careers like, you know, lawyers and doctors and whatnot. One of my best friends out there is, a. Uh, uh, movie trailer editor. He has like the coolest job. Wow, Shout out to so Ben. Awesome. Uh, Shout out to Ben. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
he edits all kinds of like huge trailers that you've probably seen like for Marvel movies and like whatnot. Crazy, um, that's so cool. Yeah, super cool. Um, so I was trying to figure out what I wanted to do. Did you ever consider doing that, or like kind of switching over to the movie thing? Uh, no, I've never done video, and and I'm interested in movies, but I'm not like a movie buff like him. Like that was kind of like his thing, and, yeah. and Ben was like, Weird. we were best friends growing up. Ben was always like into movies like he and his mom had like this c- collection of like dvds that was like who needs netflix you know <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and yeah we would always go over there and have movie watching parties and stuff um and he was like really into that so yeah i never really thought about uh doing movies myself i did when i was in school i sort of like messed around with just trying out things like english and writing um music programming and i took some math classes and i really in high school I had never been into math like ever and I was like always anti-math since high school because it just like I don't know for whatever reason didn't click with me so I got into it when I was in community college and I started doing engineering um and I did that like really hard for like three years I transferred out of community college to UC Irvine to do aerospace engineering and wow yeah it was <laughs> it was a lot from uh, no math to all the math yeah that's kind of how I felt yeah. I was like let's do it um and that's I really awesome. did like the math with like the rest of engineering and especially I think maybe there was an element of switching out of community college and going to like a state school where the classes are so much bigger too that kind of turned me off to it because I'd worked so hard and in community college to get these grades and like do these classes and then once I got to UC Irvine I thought it was gonna be this place where like you know it happened and I like did it and I got my engineering degree and like a year in I was just like I this is not for me like yeah. 100% like no yeah can't do it and uh so I dropped out and I moved back to Indianapolis where I sort of tried to like refine myself and I got a job at like a little mom and pop camera store in Indianapolis called Robert's Camera which is my dad kind of knows the owner uh they go way like my dad used to go into the store when he was like a little boy in the 50s cool. um, so like he knew the owner's parents I ended up actually, first I got, I started renting a house from this guy and we, which was like totally by chance. My, uh, soon to be roommate was moving back from San Francisco and we were like, let's live together. Cool. Cause we went to high school together and he found this house and ended up telling me the guy's name. And I was like, that sounds familiar. I asked my dad and he was like, oh yeah, I know Bruce. I know the guy who owns this house you're going to rent. So like we ended up renting the house and then Bruce ends up offering me a job and I was like, okay, cool. I ended up selling cameras and like it was part of, I was part of the uh, educational, professional and commercial sales team. Mm. So we had all kinds of really cool clients, like photojournalists throughout the country, throughout the world, really some people who are in other countries too, um, like Nat Geo photographers and people who do documentaries and books. And I got really inspired um, working that job, just like kind of like stalking people. Like we would send out stuff to people and I'd see their name and I'd talk to them on the phone and i go look them up on the internet and go see that, like, they'd been to Greenland and shot all these, like, cool, you know, panoramic landscape photos, like, to try to, you know, get research done or um, preserve cool places. And, like, I remember thinking after a while of working there, I was like, I could do some kind of thing with photography, I think. Like, I think I can take better photos than I can sell cameras. (laughs) While I was there, I ended up deciding to go back to journalism school to finish a degree. Uh, at IU in Bloomington. So I kind of like came full circle and I went back to where I was born and went there for like a year and a half. Right when I went back there, actually COVID happened. So that was like, was that 2020? Mm -hmm. Is when COVID happened, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. February, like my second months of classes when this whole thing happened. Damn. 
So when did you get into rock climbing? Oh yeah. So when I, so when I was in LA, I got really into surfing. It was sort of always like a childhood dream of mine to get into surfing and I was in Indiana, so it was never going to yeah. happen. When I moved out to LA, I got a used surfboard on Craigslist and uh, I just went to the ocean like every morning and it became like a thing. I had never been a morning person and I was like, no, I'm going to learn how to surf and the waves are the best in the morning because the wind is not super strong usually. So you just get out there early, you wake up when the sun rises and have a little bowl of oatmeal, maybe an egg, then get out there and it becomes like a ritual. Sounds so Mm, nice. You know? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. One of the best times in my life for sure. Those like first two years out there. Um... So can you shred it right now? Uh, not so much. I, I went to Baja with some friends uh, this spring. We went, like took a three-week trip down there in some vans. And uh, I can still surf, but I need to like go spend some more time and brush off the where the dust. But I can, yeah, I can still get up and get up on waves and stuff. But cool. I got thrashed a little bit down there. <laughs> down in Baja? Yeah, but that's like, that's part of the fun though. Like you really, uh, in order to enjoy surfing and to learn how to surf, you really have to submit to the ocean. It is very powerful, and it's just out there doing its thing all the time. When you go in there and, like, look to surf, you have to be ready to get punished. That's just, like, that's part of it. Yeah. And, yeah. like, you have to really, I think, to enjoy surfing, you really have to embrace that. And That's yeah. cool. So, yeah, I was really into that um, in my time in L.A. It was, like, sort of became part of who I was. And when I moved back from L.A. to Indianapolis, obviously no waves, um, I had always known who Jimmy Chin was, uh, the Nat Geo photographer who did who did yeah. solo. Shout out to Jimmy Chin if, yeah. if you are listening. <laughs> we would love to have you on yeah. this yeah. podcast. <laughs> Just two and a half hours away. I am away. a huge fan. Fast, you know? <laughs> yeah, he's out there, and he did a Knowles course. He's like uh, lived in land. Yeah, yeah, so, for sure. He's on the board. God. Knows. Yeah. Shout out to Jimmy Chin. Yeah, so uh, I knew that Free Solo was coming out, and I had never been into rock climbing. Like, the closest exposure I'd had to rock climbing is Joshua Tree, where actually a lot of people Free Solo. Like, it's part of the culture there. People will, like, go up easy stuff. Well, it's not necessarily always easy, but you see people going up stuff without a rope a lot. And watching that is in person, for me, was always like, no. Yeah, no, I'm good. Mm-hmm. Absolutely not. Like, why would anyone want to do that? Rock climbers are so weird. Like, there are better ways to die and, like, be yeah. scared, I mm-hmm. guess, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I felt about it. That's how yeah. I felt about it. So, yeah, I went to see Free Solo. Uh, it came out, and I went by myself to see the movie, and I remember watching it and being like, oh, my God, like, rock climbing looks pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't have any desire to go out and Free Solo or anything like that, but it just the movement seemed cool. And also it seemed cool. This guy devoted his life to just being a really, really good rock climber, you know, lived in a van. Like I hadn't really ever thought about living in a van or anything. Yeah. And this guy, Alex Honnold, you know, went out and did that. And I was like, that's super inspiring. So the next day I went to the gym in Indianapolis and got a membership like on the spot and started climbing. And I was like, dude, this is for me for sure. Um, did you know, that's so cool. I can't confirm this, but I think Zach Calhoun has told me this, and Mark Calhoun's the pastor, or was the pastor of the Methodist Church. Honold's first place that he spoke after Free Solo was the Methodist Church here in Lander. Shut up, really? Yes, I've been told that. That's cool. Like, after, not after, like, the movie was filmed, but, like... After he did it. After he did it. Yeah, yeah. It, like, coincided with Climbers Fest, I guess. Yeah. Whoa. I've heard... I've heard, um... I've heard from somebody that he was in Wyoming, actually, after he did it. He mm. was climbing intensely. Oh, word. So, 
yeah, there might there might be some some crossover for sure. Yeah. Need to confirm. Uh, cool. Uh, we need, I need to get Pastor Mark shout out. Pastor Mark. <laughs> <laughs> All the shout outs today. Hell yeah. Yeah, so I got into rock climbing. I started climbing at the gym. I climbed at the gym only because I got into it in like December, January um, of, um, and I found a community at the gym. I was like, oh, rock climbers are really cool. Everybody's like really psyched to get out here and climb. And there didn't seem to be like a lot of ego attached to it. Like there isn't surfing, which was refreshing. Um, you guys haven't been out surfing? No, I've always once. wanted to. People are really territorial. In surfing, oh, there's sense. like not really like this friendly, warm thing for beginners. It's like, get the fuck off my wave, dude. Mm-hmm. What are you doing? You know? Yeah. Like when you're trying to like paddle out and survive in the water, you're like, like somebody's like shredding this wave and they come by you and like you're kind of in the way and they'll be like, fuck off. Like that's common. Like they don't Whoa. care who you are. Yeah. They're the New Yorkers of the water. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> seriously. Yeah. Everybody in California is super chill until they get out into the water and yeah. then they're New Yorkers. I'm yeah. gliding here. Yeah. 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 That's hilarious. Oh it, this is how it is, though. And it's like really alarming in surfing. I remember just oh, being like, like, what's wrong with people? Like, there's a lot of waves coming. And like, mm-hmm. you know, the truth is, like, on good days, like, you know, if you go out for like an hour or two, a lot of the times you'll get one wave that's like way better than the other waves that you'll get. So mm. there is something about it, like surfing your wave and like enjoying that and having that experience without having somebody be in your way. But also like be nice. Yeah. Yeah. I just also feel like when you're in water, you can't just really move that fast out yeah. of somebody's way. Like For you sure. can when you're like, you know, hiking or whatever right yeah. like you're in the water like it's not like you can be like oh i'm sorry and just move to the side <laughs> like there's a whole element i would probably way. just go underwater i would just I would... Like, sorry like i don't because I, I would have no idea do. what the fuck i was doing and i'd feel embarrassed because like i'm in just, the way i would yeah. just kind of be like okay yeah it's terrible because you feel bad <laughs> just like yeah. a melty emoji <laughs> yeah exactly like, homer sits in the back of the book yeah, yeah. Oh, that's <laughs> one of my favorites yeah, to send people great. when they're yeah. like hey will you do this and i'm like no. but i'm also from wyoming and didn't grow up in the ocean so i would yeah. die <laughs> just be like cool i guess i'll be boogie boarding later like <laughs> shoo <laughs> I just, it just seems so weird to me that they're like, get the fuck out of the way. And it's like, yeah, well, yeah, (laughs) water. And it happens with like adults and children. Like I've been yelled at by, you know, when I was like 25, I've been yelled at by like a 14 year old. And it's like, like, it's really humiliating. You're like, yo, (laughs) I'm like, I'm sorry, dude. I'm doing my best. Yeah. Like, and I can't do anything. Because yeah. water! Yeah. Like, I just, that is such a mind-blowing, like, thing to be mad about. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But I mean, that, that's culture in surfing. That's I mean, I would, to... I would hate to run over somebody. Yeah. But, like, So you your, your experience with climbing hasn't, hasn't been, been like, like that. that. No. No. I think, like, <laughs> yeah, people in climbing are, are, like, really psyched for beginners to get into it, I think, and, like, go out and teach people the ropes. Yeah. Literally. Hey. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. There's a lot of reasons for that, but yeah, my experience starting climbing was great. I got like a group of friends at this gym and I'm still friends with the owners um, and the manager, Scott. Shout out to Scott Natalia. <laughs> Shout out to Scott. Um, at Epic and Indy. And so, yeah, I ended up going out to the Red River Gorge, which is in Kentucky, one of the premier climbing spots in the world, really, mm, yeah. um, <laughs> that ha- is... Like, really, really good and sort of the, the same style of climbing as Lander sport climbing. Um, but the conditions there are, like, really bad most of the year because it's, like, super humid. 
and like hot. Oh, okay. Yeah, when like Lander is like not that. Yeah. So people come here to climb all summer long because places like the Red are like no. Is that more of like all a winter thing then, or like fall? Yeah. Thing? Yeah. So people, the Red is really good like fall and basically fall through spring as long as it's not like raining way too hard. Um, but a lot of the stuff there is like really overhung climbing, like these huge amphitheaters of sandstone. Um, so it can be raining pretty hard and like, you're good. Cause mm. unless it's like super bad downpour and then the water like goes all the way down all the holds and like, no, which does happen. Yeah. <laughs> Shit. Yeah. So it's four hours away from Indy and I would make the drive down there sometimes for four hours, like for a day trip. And it would just be raining so hard that you're like, couldn't climb anything. But yeah, I learned how to climb at the Red and people talk about Lander and the climbing community, you know, like all across the country and the world. It's a, it's a place, um, really dry here and you can find shade in the summer and you can go up to Iris where it's like, you know, what, 15 degrees colder than it is in town Yeah, here. Yeah. You can climb no problem. And the community here is really nice and like people hang out at the LB. And so I heard about it and took a trip out, um, to meet a couple of my Andy friends I met Tori and Steve out here and then we ended up climbing in Lander for a couple of days. And I actually, it's funny. I didn't know Iris existed. Um, so we climbed in sinks in the middle of the day in July, which is really hot. Mm, yeah. Oh, I bet. <laughs> Did you see any rattlers? No, we didn't. Uh, which is nice. We didn't run any rattlesnakes. Although I do like rattlesnakes. I just don't want to get too close. To yeah. It. There was, there's one. I saw a thing on the climbers. Instagram. You like started looking at around in the in the room that we're in right now, and I was like, "What the fuck <laughs> are like, you talking ah! about, Amara? There's well, one looking, where." I was looking through my phone, <laughs> oh. but there was a, a warning that there was like a rattlesnake in one of the holes at Iris. Yeah, and oh, just to be aware when you're climbing, and I was like, and then it was like a close up of it. I'm like that snake looks huge. Yeah, like, they're big, Ooh. and they just like to hang out too. So a lot of times, if there's people around, they'll just like get in a little burrow like around the rock and kind of just hang out there and be mad and be rattling it's like and a lot of people I, have dogs here too so they oh, yeah. so like they'll try to like move the snake or chain their dog up or whatever but mm. i would shit my pants i'm pretty sure bridger man would check <laughs> pretty shout out to bridger man would <laughs> ha, ha, also has a a situation where he was climbing in sinks and like reached up at a hole and there was a rattle a rattler right there oh. and he like pushed the hell off the wall I that think. would be bad and it, it he said it was not fun Yep. Yeah. Shit my pants for yeah. sure. <laughs> I've never, I've never had that happen. That would be really scary for yeah. sure. But like people climb in the winter too. Yeah. Like, in, that's the, that's the best season for it. Yeah. yeah. Cause you can, there's like this weird inversion layer up there. So it can be like zero degrees in town. As long as it's sunny and there's no wind up there, people are up there in their t-shirts. Like yeah. just firing them, you know, like that's it's crazy. Yeah. It's cool. Yeah. I love go Cause I hike usually on the other side uh -huh. and when I come up, there's like a certain place when you're doing like Aspen Glade where you can look across yeah. and you can see everybody on the wall. And in the winter, you can hear them talking. Yeah. Which across is the crazy. Canyon. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, if it's like not windy enough, you can hear the voices. Yeah. yeah it's yeah, just exactly. like so crisp. I'm like, you who's, know, who's like kind of wow. looking around and I'm like, <laughs> I'm in the snow. Like, I don't think anyone else is here. And then you realize it's the people on the wall across mm -hmm. from you, which is so cool. That's wild. Yeah. yeah. It's that clear. That's sweet. Yeah. It's cool. Because people are, generally speaking, people are only up there on days where there's no wind. Yeah. Because if there's wind and it's cold and windy, like, yeah. it's not fun. Mm. I was going to say, yeah. like, your body might be okay, but you go fingies. Oh, yeah. Like, <laughs> it's yes. horrible. I'm not that big a fan of winter climbing. Like, even though the friction's better and, like, you're not as sweaty, like, yeah, I don't, yeah. Like, I don't like numbing out that much. Yeah. You have fine. to, you basically have to numb out if you want to climb in the winter, uh, like, one time. So you'll go up the rocks. Your fingers will get so cold that 
sort of like all the blood will rush back in when you're done with the climb and it'll hurt so bad. People call it the screaming barfies. <laughs> so like it's, it's really really painful so screaming barfy yeah so I as mean, you're lowering off the climb like you're punk as fuck your hands yeah, are just like oh. sounds so metal yeah but you basically have to do that if you want to climb because if, if it happens once then you're like you're kind of good to go and then you can climb yeah. and they won't happen again usually unless it's really cold but it's still really screamy good though screamy barfies the screaming barfies yeah I like creamy barfies though too. <laughs> well, I, said I would rather it be kind of creamy than chunky when it comes up. <laughs> yeah, it's more well, pleasant. I said, for I said pleasant screaming, but I realized that my S didn't come out very well, so now it will always be the creamy barfies. <laughs> I'll adopt it. I'm gonna start yeah. spreading it. Be like, oh, I'm, I'm gonna have the creamy <laughs> barfies. <laughs> oh no, it's horrible, and I love it. I mean, it feels less metal. That just feels more like you accidentally sharded or like, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like you, like it was like an accidental goober thing to do and not like a super metal, like yeah. screaming barfy. <laughs> like, so coming to Lander your first time, uh, what was like your first experience in Lander? What are some thoughts that, mm. I guess what, yeah. And then like how, uh. What inspired you to move here? Did that happen on your first trip out here? Uh, well, I really liked the climbing, even though it was really hot uh, that day. Um, and it seemed like Lanner was just a really cute little town where there were a lot of rock climbers. Um, that was like part of the culture here. Mm -hmm. um, and so, yeah, I came back the next year with a different friend. Uh, we went to Ten Sleep and we came to Lander and we did climb to Iris a little bit. And that was sort of right when I was deciding to go back to journalism school. So when I got done with journalism school, um, I was looking for, oh, I was still in journalism school, I was looking for an internship. I sort of wanted to live out west around a climbing area. So I cold emailed like 60 different publications from like California, Oregon, Washington, Idaho, Montana. The guy who used to own the Lantern Journal, Steve Peck, um, mm. who owned the Riverton Ranger, his family started it. He got back to me and was like kind of psyched on the idea of having me come out, talked about it, and I went out for the summer as an intern. So I was here, yeah, summer of 2021, two years ago, was my first summer out here. And it was like, yeah, just like really fun. And I wanted to stay, obviously. And so he let me stay on. Yeah, I mean, the reason I wanted to live here is because of the rock climbing, for sure. Where, yeah, that was why. And like the, the community around rock climbing. I knew the Climbers Festival was here. And there's just a, such a rich history of climbing here in Lander, um, which is not, there, just, there just aren't any towns like Lander. Uh, and I've come to figure out there's a lot more to Lander than climbing, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> what are some of those things that you've, like, found out that have been kind of cool for you? Like, coming out here that first year, so I came out, like, June 28th, which is right before the 4th of July and the Climbers Fest. And covering the rodeo, I just remember feeling like, this is crazy. It's a lot. Like, yeah, the sun is setting. It's like epic lighting. Everybody's out here. They're all psyched. And like people being up close to the bull riders and the bronc riders, I was like, this is nuts. Like, <laughs> I'm down to do some things that are like adrenaline junkie type things. I would never ride a bull. He could yeah. not no, pay me. They are great. Like, and I wish like if people are listening who have never seen it done. Yeah. Like, you can watch it on TV, you can do whatever, but you have to see it in person. Like, yeah. there is no other way to observe how fucking crazy and also just how, like, badass it truly is. It's so badass. Until you see it in person. Like, yeah. you just... 
You just can't comprehend it. It's insane. And every and I think the other part of that, like you were saying, like everybody's so psyched, psyched to be there mm-hmm. that that energy comes through everything, and they're just supporting everybody that's going out. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. it doesn't matter what you're doing out in the ring. Yeah. They're like, oh, you're gonna tie off a goat. Like, oh, you're gonna ride a bull. Whatever. They're just so stoked that yeah. you're doing it. They're like, you're great. You yeah. know. And then like that energy is there, and everybody's just like, ah, like it is. Yeah. It's one of the coolest things, hands down, but you have to do it in person. Like, yeah. there's just no other way. It, and, and it's something that you hear about. Like, growing up in Indiana, people have farms and things, but, like, rodeo's not really a thing. Like, I assume they have some things at the state fair that are rodeo-esque, but that's a Western thing, you know? So yeah. mm-hmm. I'd heard about it and seen videos, and but, yeah, that was I think that was my first rodeo. Unless I'd been to one in Texas. I don't remember. It's been too long. But Slept since then. It's yeah, fine. Yeah, for sure. But I'm pretty sure that day was my first rodeo. And, and also just the 4th of July here is like the whole day is kind of like that. Everybody's really amped. That's the day to be in Lander. I tell my friends back home uh, who are climbers to try to get them to come out here for, for the 4th of July. And a couple of them came out. A couple of them come out every year. Like people will start like filtering in. Like, you guys got to see this. Like yeah. you got to see this. Because there are so many people here that day. I know, you it's know? pretty crazy. Main Street is nuts. It's, yeah. It's nuts. Have you, have you been on a float yet? I haven't been on a float. I'm working, okay. you know? I'm out there working. Next year, you yeah. should be like, we should have a float and you should put me on it so you can take pictures coming down it. Because yeah. truly, there oh, is yeah. nothing. Because you did it. When you come around yeah. that corner, like from the Safeway Dairyland corner, yeah. and you look down Main Street, and it is a sea of humanity in yeah. red, white, and blue, it is one of the craziest things I've ever seen. I was yeah. like, How many people crazy. do you guys think are, are there? Like this year, how many? I always try to like guess in my head. It's hard to put numbers. I mean, like, I think one year question. they were like 20,000. Yeah. I've, yeah. You know, and this like, year felt smaller to me. So even, small people like it. Versus cold. like, was it 2021 or maybe last year? One of the, either it was either last year or 2021 was felt huge. Yeah, like there were. Yeah, yeah there, there, there had to have been like 10, I think it was people too. there or something. Because it yeah. was it was so big. Yeah, because people were just so excited yeah. to not be like I'm terrified. Yeah, and I think it's like spreading <laughs> germs again. Yeah, be like breathe in my mouth. Yeah, exactly. Kiss me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> we're free. I think the parade has cooled down a little bit. My grandma was telling a story about the parade. There was this dude that, like, rode in a bathtub float a couple times. Oh, yeah. Naked? Like, really? Like, in the bathtub? Yeah. Like, when? Um, How long ago? Hella long ago. That was probably, like, 70s or 80s or something. Well, yeah, that makes sense. It snowed once in the 80s on the 4th. Because my grandparents talk about that. The water balloons used to be like... Oh, the water... I mean, there was when it, I moved For here. every piece of candy... For every day, like, two pieces of candy, there was a water balloon. And it was like... Dude, I mean, we would go scary, there as kids, man. and I would we would, like, fucking unload on floats. Like, really? the glass float? Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. Because you could close your eyes and throw <laughs> up a water balloon and, like, hit somebody every single time. It was nothing. Yeah. But people started throwing them really hard. People, like, there, people started, like, yeah. slingshotting and stuff. Yeah. People started, like... Just being yeah. like, woo, they were like really crazy back yeah. and like really yeah and like hitting a little aggressive yeah people like and there's like little kids everywhere you know and what like, I mean and older that's people shit. and older people who are frail and adorable yeah, and yeah. you shouldn't you hit them you like pelt which is why you yeah, don't hit Gam Gam. The, which is why you aim for the class floats yeah because like yeah. old people but not like not the adults you know they can take yeah. a water balloon to the face yeah like yeah. they can handle it you know. Speaking oh, of wildness, I think I saw, um, we can cut this out. It's kind of up to you. Yeah. Uh, I saw y'all had a Roman candle fight. Oh, 
like a big, like a big one. Yeah. So fun. No, there's, we're not cutting this out. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man. Uh, Yeah. That was behind the LB that night. Yeah. Oh, I did see this. Yeah. We, uh, so I work all day that day, basically. I'm like, uh, I wake up to shoot the race that's going on, uh, the parade and I'm editing photos and I went to a little shindig um for a while but then I had to go to the rodeo and then shoot fireworks and so it's a it's a long day of work for me mm-hmm. and uh some friends decided it'd be fun to go to LB keep the party going a little bit and uh kids were getting wild in the in the back parking lot there with Roman candles and bottle rockets and mortars and yeah that Roman candle fight um yeah, my friend Martin and, and Jordy were out there. They wanted to have, like, a duel. Uh-huh. Oh, and we were kind of, like, having fights where we were just, like, shooting indiscriminately at people and, like, randomly yeah. like, as long as people were playing. But, yeah, they had, like, a fun little fight, and I took a video of it, and it was, like... Any <laughs> <Did he> burns? <laughs> no. Well, yeah, my hand got a little burnt. I think I was trying to, like, light people's Roman, candle, Roman candles, like, sort of in the center, and, like, somebody started shooting at us, and, like, my hand... Like, it wasn't, like, a huge <laughs> no. burn or anything. Yeah. Um, just, but, like, a little... You know. Yeah, just like little wake you up, you know, mm-hmm. at, at like one <laughs> in the morning or whenever that was. But yeah, that was really fun. People were <laughs> people who were inside LB like heard the fireworks going off and like started to come out to like move their cars because there's just a bunch of cars right there, obviously. Oh yeah, yeah. and like because I was gonna say in the video it looks like the parking lot was empty. Mostly. At that point. Well, yeah. like, it, it got Ish. to be that way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they were like, you know. If it wasn't, that's how you've cleared out. Yeah. Um, my, one of my first 4th of July's in Lander, some of my friends that I was, like, hanging out with grew up here. So they were like, they would just go to town. Yeah. And I just remember them, like, walking up, like, in, like, homemade armor. <laughs> like, they would be, like, in, like, the weirdest stuff. And they'd have, like, helmets on. And then they'd have, like, trash cans for like shields. Well, that's that's genius. a great idea. Yeah, yeah. and they would and they would just spend the entire, <laughs> yeah, and they spend the entire day in Roman candle wars. Like that was the thing, and they were brutal. They weren't just like pew pew. They were like, I will run upon you. Yeah, pew pew. You know, like I just that was my first introduction to Lander, yeah. and I was like, holy crap. Yeah, I've so heard, fun. I've heard you can get burned pretty badly with them, but I did that when I was a kid too. You know, like oh, back yeah. back. In high school, we used to have Roman candle fights because we had 4th of July at my house every year. That was like the party at my house. We did a lot of Roman candle fighting. Nobody ever got hurt, you know, which is yeah. lucky. Mm. Little black cat throwing. That's what we did. Yeah. You know, you get like singed yeah. a little bit, a little bit yeah. of scorching on your skin, but it's not like... As long as you're not holding on to a mortar when it goes off, you're yeah. fine. You don't want you that. You know, you we... don't want that, but people do it. People do do it. <sighs> people do all sp- kinds of stuff. We were trying to make sparkler bombs. Sparkler bombs. But we never actually, like, successfully made one. You take a... You get a bunch of sparklers. A a bunch, like... I don't even... Jordan's not recommending I don't even fucking know. I am (laughs) not... I'm not recommending this to, like, the (laughs) listeners of Dear Lander. Obviously. It was pretty cool. But I'm not recommending it. We never... I never actually, like, saw it done. There's videos on YouTube where you can look up, like, giant sparkler bomb of, like... 500 sparklers. Oh, that seems like so much time. But you get a bunch and you have to tape them really tight together and then oh. you lift one up and then you light that sparkler and it's like the combustion of all, all of it. At once. It's like a big, I mean, it's illegal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a big bomb. <laughs> There's a video, these videos on YouTube are like people will build like a huge sparkler bomb and then yeah. put it in like a fucking washing machine and then drive <laughs> off and it'll, it'll like, boom, lift that thing in the air. Like and, out of the truck? 
Oh, or you mean, like, oh, no, like in a field saying. or I thought, something. In my head, like they had the washing machine. Yeah, and you're, oh, like, no. you're like, holy <laughs> shit, that's crazy. That's some Wyoming shit. Break all the windows. <laughs> yeah, I get, I get it. Yeah. Yeah. So we would try that, but we never actually like successfully made us. We wouldn't do like 500 or anything like that. We never actually got it done. But yeah. you could hear. Sometimes you can hear them. I feel like occasionally it's like this big. Boom! See, and I just naturally assume that those are the ones that are in the air, like that you sh- that's a mortar that's in the air that's specifically just for the boom. Like nothing else uh, happens with it. Those do make that too. Except for that noise. That's what I always assume it is, but maybe I'm wrong. Who knows? Yeah. Maybe somebody's getting don't crazy. Can, don't know if I can distinguish a loud mortar or a sparkler bombing. Just getting old these I'm days. Kinda <laughs> out of practice. I was gonna say it's never too late, you know. Never yeah. too late, that's true. Yeah. We do not recommend this at home. We're grown people. We can go to the fireworks store and buy stuff. There, you know? That's yeah. absolutely right. It is pretty yeah. thrilling to go in there. I, this was like the first year I'd bought some in a long time. I went in there and I feel like a kid in a candy shop again. Oh, yeah. I don't uh, think I've ever bought any as an adult. Yeah, because it's like burning money, you know? Like you're yeah, really which like, I'm perfectly right. fine yeah. with. But I think usually on the 4th, I'm just bopping around to so many things. Like there's really no time yeah. for me to shoot any off. So I'm just like, do-do-do. Yeah. Maybe next year. Maybe next year's the year. We can focus on fireworks next year. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Some some years are like I'm focused on that slip and slide yard. Some oh. years are like I'm focused on the fireworks, man. You know? I feel like I've got a good slip and slide yard. <laughs> you have a great slip and yeah. we yeah, could be like... perfect. There's a little hill in the middle there. Uh-huh. And then maybe you can make a moat at the end that you really just like go down to yeah. and fence. We could like rig something off the roof, like down and then into a slip and slide, oh. like if you, if you want. I mean... Now we're talking. <laughs> I'm open, you know? I am open to everything. That sounds fun. <laughs> Slide it up. <laughs> There's so many videos on Instagram of people doing stuff like that. It's like really... I love it. <laughs> I know. I follow this one called Jerry of the Day. Oh, yeah. <sighs> Kook Slams is my favorite. Oh! Yeah. I have Kook not... Come, I'm going to have to find that one. Jerry. Yeah. Dude, yeah. they are so fun. And you're like, how... Yeah. How did you get to this point? And like, I don't like people getting really hurt. I don't like. No. I don't like those videos. No, that's horrible. But I like video of like you know videos of people learning what's up. Yeah. You know. When I am sad and I need a little pick me up, I will go to YouTube and watch people fall down. Yeah. It is so funny to me. <laughs> yeah. That is pretty. <laughs> Which is horrible. But I'm like, this is great. Like, thank you so much, internet. <laughs> yeah. I love it. <laughs> It is a pick-me-up, you know? Yeah. There's nothing quite like it. And I think it's just because bodies do weird things when you're not in control of them. Yeah. And, like, they're, it's so unexpected, and everybody is different. So, like, when somebody's falling, the noise they make, the way their body moves, it's like... The way other people react yes, to it. Yes, like, it's yes. just a surprise every time. Yeah. And I just love it. That's been funny to, like, work with kids and know that oh, they're, like, not been. in control of their body yet. Because I would be out at recess when I was working in schools and it would seem like kids, kids would like be running and then they'd like, they were about to eat shit. And then their initial reaction would be to kind of like speed up, like knowing that they're about to fall. And it like was like, if I go fast enough, but I could, but I, cause I can't like, but I can't control my body too. Yeah. And so it was just, and then cool there are some watch. adults 
who do the exact same thing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, no, I'm I'm sure we've all, I mean, all, sure we've all been there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Specifically, like, on a skateboard. Yeah, that's like when you get speed wobbles and you're going down oh. and you, like, try to oh. overcorrect somehow or overcompensate. It's a scary time. No, no speed wobbles on the skis that I've experienced, at least, but the skateboard and speed wobbles are... Dude. And, like, very high consequence. Yeah. Really icky high consequence. Really hard to pull it back together, too. Mm-hmm. What was I going to ask? Something about Lander. But anyway. Dude, what are some things on your radar that you would love to shoot photos of? Things that you would love to accomplish with that? Mm. I have a couple of stories in the bag that I'd like to work on that um, I need to get going. I'm, this week, actually, right now, is sort of, like, my last week of being really, really busy. Because mm-hmm. um, the county fair is this week which is really fun. I got to do pig wrestling the other day. Mm. So fun. Amazing. Way more fun than it should be. I like, know. Well, how do you approach, like, photographing, like, pig wrestling? Yeah, are you, wrestling? like, Where out you... there with them? What's the angle, like? Yeah. Oh, I meant I got to participate in it this this time. That's right. I did oh, see that yeah. on your Instagram. But I do, oh, I do get to shoot it, too, and I shot it, like, the whole time. Um, I shot it, you know, first year I got here, last year, and this year. Um, but, yeah, shooting stuff like that, you just want to get really close to the action. I think mm-hmm. photos get better the closer you get, basically. With something like pig wrestling, where there's a bunch of kids and it's sort of like, they're all spread out around this pig and there's like the arena behind them that's full, like the stands are full. It's really fun to get super close and try to get a wide shot of like all of that happening. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's also, and this goes for all photography, it's really fun because it's so random like the event that's going on is the same kind of every time you know there's kids chasing after a pig but the way it happens is just like totally random yeah sometimes there's like two kids that fall down first and there's like another kid that gets up and he's like chasing around by himself and then like other times like every single kid will just get on immediately and they'll try to pick it up and they drop the pig (laughs) you know and it's like it's really thrilling to watch and like try to capture the moment without knowing when that moment's yeah. going to be, which is... Well, and they're so micro. Yeah. Like, I feel like when you're shooting photos, every moment is such a micro moment. Yeah. Mm. That it's yeah. like you never know what you're going to catch, yep. which is kind of the fun part, exactly what you were yeah. saying. Like, it's so random, because yeah. it's like me being like, oh, well, here's this moment, right? And I'm, like, making a hand gesture, but it's like there's so many micro moments in there that it's like you have no idea what you just caught. Yeah, yeah. And that's fun. Yeah. Especially with things like that, where you're like... What face did that kid just make? Yeah, know? exactly. And a lot of times you don't know until you go back and edit mm-hmm. it too. Like I'm really bad. I think as far as photographers go, people are good about like looking through the back of their camera and seeing what they got. And I don't really do that a lot when I'm shooting. When I'm out shooting, I kind of just like go with you know try to have my finger on the shutter as often as I can. Um, and if you're like you know if you're sitting there looking at the back of your camera, you're gonna miss something. Yeah. And I already miss things all the time. If I had a dollar for every time I, like, had my camera down and something cool happens, I'd be rich. Mm, for sure. Um, this happens all the time. I was actually talking to a photographer, like, a couple weeks ago. What was I shooting? And uh, as I was talking to them about missing shots, like, something cool happened. Damn it! What? <laughs> we're sitting, nah. we're, Are we're you kidding there me? talking about it, and I was just like, oh, you're just like that? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so it's, it's, it's really fun to shoot things like that. Um, it's also fun... I think getting up in it, a lot of people don't want to do that because mud goes everywhere and like my cameras cost a lot of money and I own my cameras, the work, the ranger doesn't own my cameras. So when something goes wrong with them, it's on me. Um, so like getting up really close to the mud and like having like good shots come in the splash zone 
and that's it's like that for a lot of stuff um you have to be really close um to get good action and i think that's part of what makes good pig photos for sure at least at least pig photos that, that can be applied to a lot of photography in general you just want to be close to stuff the closer the better as long as you're respectful of people yeah you know when you're taking shots of people like most people are pretty chill with it though i haven't had too many people yell at me for being too close yet that's good good get out of the water yeah no, some, some of the, some of the rodeo situations. guys like give me glares sometimes when i'm getting in there really close i'm just like hey man my job you know yeah if i'm like actually prohibiting you from doing something like i get it but you know trying to get the best photos i can yeah you know yeah. i think they tell the best story when you're up close how would you describe the vibe of lander since you didn't grow up here oh yeah the vibe of lander wow well i'm still learning about it and i think lander is so cool because it has people from all different kinds of backgrounds you know there's like a whole newer group of outdoorsy like liberal people who see lander as this place to come do outdoor rec you know mm -hmm. like would be it like ski or hike or climb or kayaking like we have it all which is super cool yeah and there are people who have been here for a lot longer than that um who are ranchers and farmers um and people who are in industry that's been in lander for a really long time you know one of the coolest things and my dad pointed this out to me when he was visiting is that in lander bar all these people hang out in the same place it's the same watering hole and you have conversations together and you talk uh with people you normally wouldn't talk to and i've had a lot of really cool conversations with people in the lander bar that are, you know, people who I disagree with about a lot of things ideologically, but like we've gotten to know each other and gotten to be friends. Um, because quite frankly, you can be friends with basically anybody. Everybody has things in common. Yeah. So I would say that the vibe in Lander is like a very diverse vibe mm. for a town of 7,000, especially, Yeah. you know, I've never lived in a town this small, like not even close, like Bloomington, Indiana is the next smallest town I lived in. And there's like a 80,000, 100,000 people there. Yeah. So Lander for me is like, it took some getting used to for sure. Seeing the same people everywhere and like everybody's mm -hmm. friends with everybody. Like, yeah, everybody knows everybody here. And everybody knows yeah. everybody's stuff, yeah. perhaps. Big time. In some sort of ways. Yeah. yeah. Do you feel like you want to stick around? Yeah, I'd like to for sure. I think uh, in my first year here, maybe like first year and a half, I was like really on the fence and I was like, oh man, like Lander's just a stepping stone. I'd really like to get out and do other stuff and move to like a bigger city, um, like yeah. Denver or Salt Lake. This is going to sound weird. Um, like this winter was really gnarly, right? Weather-wise, like yeah. so much snow. And like, I have a ProMaster van that I was driving around like basically to everything because that's why I moved out here. And I, I live in a house now, but um, driving that van around in the winter is like full on, like scary. Oh, I bet. Sometimes, right? Yeah. Like the yeah. drive from like Riverton to Casper, it's messed up. Yeah. <laughs> and so I, I think I got to like, I got into snowboarding this year, uh, which was really fun because the climbing kind of sucked and I was fingered injuries and things. And I think I came out of winter just kind of feeling like, oh man, if that was the worst winter there's been, like I can handle that. Like it's not that bad. It mm. was, you know, it only lasted so long and it was still like really fun. I had a lot of fun because that's, that's been one of my main, I guess, digs on Wyoming is that the weather's so bad in the, in the winter. Yeah. I lived in LA for eight years, so it like totally ruined that for me. You know, like yeah, yeah. <laughs> you go, you can go on a t-shirt on January, no problem there. Right, and yeah. it's just like nobody ever thinks about bad weather because you don't have to. Like, yeah, you get to January here and you're like below zero, and it gets up to thirty, and everybody's on a t-shirt. They're like, woohoo! Heat wave. Yeah, 
Yeah, everybody's like, let's go get ice cream or something. Yeah. 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 I could just stand in the sun and drink a beer right now. Like, yeah. It is crazy. Exactly. And, And I think, like, and people have always said this to me, and I've always been, like, super resistant, but, you know, there's, like, a, that contrast of having those dark, dark, super stormy winters and then having the summers that we have, like, this summer gives you this nice perspective on the seasons. I think I'm coming around to that, yeah. which is, which is kind of cool. I think all four seasons is fun. Yeah, it is, because we have a pretty cool fall here, too, all the aspens, yeah. you know? Yeah. And the climbing gets really good in the fall. It's not too cold yet. You know, yeah. but you can still go up to Iris and you can, you can kind of climb wherever in the fall, which is really cool. And yeah, I, I feel like yeah, after this winter, if I can enjoy winter and lander, like, why would I want to move? Well, especially if you get into winter sports too, right? Yeah. Like mm-hmm. helps so much. Yeah. Yeah. And if and, y'all get, <laughs> and if snow happens like that, I mean, I've said this on an episode before. I can't remember which one. Myra Gans was just like doing crazy downhill skiing on yeah. a bunch of different places that yeah. you normally just like yeah. wouldn't be able to because yeah. there's not enough snow. She's a shredder. She's I a was, shredder. I was talking to her about it like all winter long. She's like way better than I am. She's like mm-hmm. basically down to do whatever it seems like around here. And she's great. I'm like bunny slopes comparatively. <laughs> um, but yeah, Mara was like so psyched. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. People were skiing. All over in the canyon. Yeah, like just hiking going around town. Like, oh we saw yeah, Toby and Charlie were were oh, like yeah. skiing to the bake shop. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they were. Yeah. And also, you didn't really have a choice. Like there were yeah. some times where you're like, if I don't put something else on my feet, I won't make it anywhere. Like yeah. it mm. was just like. Well, might as well just enjoy it. Like, there were points where I'm like, I should just have ice skates on right now. Yeah. Because there were points, like, just areas where the ice was this thick. Yeah, yeah. In town. Ridiculous. Like, yeah, and I'm like, I should just be ice skating. Like, like down next to the curb, kind of, where we're, like, yeah. and build up. Yeah. Yeah. I got my van stuck in front of our house, like, like three times, I think. And one of the times, it took me and my two roommates, like, two hours to get it. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just, it's just Because like, there's just these ice things. They're, like, literally And foot. I think, yeah, as long as you're, like... Yeah. You know, and you just kind of lean into it. Yeah, you have to stop resisting. Yeah. I'm prepared to really lean into it this winter if it's going to be a similar winter. Yeah. I'm going to lean in so hard. The Farmer's (laughs) Almanac suggests that it... Yeah. That's what I hear. Might Mm -hmm. be some some big winters next couple years, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. And if it is, I'm going to lean in so hard. Yeah, maybe, maybe that's a theme I'm seeing, like, with the surfing and enjoying getting a beat down... To really like it, maybe you have you to do the same thing in. with winter. Yeah. Well. Okay, really quick. What's your favorite climbing route? Oh, I don't even know if I have a favorite route here. Um, I really, I got into climbing at the shady side, which is uh, like the, is it the south side of Sings Canyon? And there's some really good, like really short bouldery routes there. There's one called Animal Sounds, which is just like really fun, like huge moves on good pockets. Um, that's like one of my favorite routes Sweet. that I've climbed here. But truthfully... Since I've been in Lander, I've been like injured, like for the most part. Oh, like man. I haven't really been able to like, go out and really try hard. Maybe like a total of like four or five months yeah. in two years, because I've had finger injuries. Pockets are like yeah. pretty gnarly. I'm actually like really healthy right now, which is nice, and I'm like yeah. getting recyced on climbing. But yeah, the shady side is like my favorite. It's been my favorite crag um, to go up to because it's really close to town, and there's a bunch of really good routes there. There's a bunch of good routes right around that, too, that are all really good. Yeah. Do you have a favorite lander smell that you have discovered? A favorite lander smell? I'm actually a, a very smell-oriented person. Same, which is why I always ask that question. Yeah, really? Cool. Yeah. Um, going into any of our bakeries oh. is up there, probably. Yeah. 
Yeah, it, like it had been like Lincoln Street and Lander Bake Shop, but like White Bark now is like <gasps> White Bark is, and the vibe in there is do you, spectacular. Do you guys know Josh Cannell? He he does I some probably, of the baking now. I probably would recognize him if I saw him. Yeah, for sure. He's been around town for like a year, or like a little more than a year, but he is doing some of the baking in there, and well, all the people who bake in there, like Fumie and Jake, like uh, yeah. All really good. Shout out to Jake. Yeah, yeah, shout out to Jake. And Fumia. Josh was baking these things the other day. I don't even know what they're called, but I, I got two of them and I brought them home. Probably like the best baked things I've ever had in my life. And I sent him a text afterwards. I was like, dude, that's, how do you do that? That is insane. Yeah, yeah. like you're just made of magic. Yeah. You know? Sarah says the same thing because we have, Sarah like loves a ham or cheese croissant or whatever. And she was like, yo, this is like dumb good. Yeah. Mostly, and I feel the same way because I'll get like a ham and cheese croissant and... I don't like... It's, like, tough to explain the texture, but I I feel picky about it. And yeah. that does not exist at White Bar. No, They're, like, on point. Yeah, it's incredible. Yeah. I don't know how you do it, like, that yeah. well. Because the bar here was already pretty high. Like, Lincoln yeah. Street has really good mm-hmm. stuff. Like, and I, I ate at Lincoln Street for lunch today. It's awesome. The White Bark, like, pastries and croissants, like... I'm at a loss for words. I don't know how how it's that good. The butteriness and like the texture of them is like the answer is is always butter, isn't it? Yes, it is. But they have like the perfect ratio of butter. Like you can taste it and you can feel it. Yeah. But it's perfect. Yeah. It's just perfection. Yeah, and and if you guys also notice as a photographer, I walk in there in the morning and the light is shining in right on the pastries. Spectacular. (sighs) The lighting in there, like. The lighting I can't. with it's the building beautiful. and the paint and the mm-hmm. artwork and the yeah, bathroom. They did such a good job and, in there. Yeah. Yeah, it feels like you're in Europe or something. Yeah. It's like a little storefront like you'd go into like in England or France or something. Yeah. It's such a nice little place. Sweet. Yeah. So Sweet. definitely like the bakeries, huh? Yeah, the bakeries. Yeah, and also I would say like when you're walking around um, after rain um, in the sagebrush. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a good smell. It's such a good smell. Yeah. Well, we will see you at Lander Presents tonight, then. Yeah, I'll be there. I hope it doesn't rain too much, because yeah. I haven't heard this band, but people all week have been telling me, like, oh, man, they rock. Yeah, it's a funk band. Oh, is it? Yeah. Hell yeah. I love funk music. Me too! Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's yeah. just anything that is funky with horns, I'm yeah. in it. Yeah, for like, sure. I'm so in it. Dude. It's been a pleasure. Yeah. So fun. I'm so glad that you got to come over and we got to do this episode. Yeah. Yeah. I'm really glad too. It's been nice talking to you guys. This is where the friendship starts. This This is is where. And I'll see you guys again tonight. Yeah. Yeah. We'll be there. Okay. Yeah, man. Say hi. This is Jordan. This is Amara. And this is Carl. (laughs) Carl's here (laughs) too, baby. (laughs) (laughs) This is Dear Lander.